Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel across the world. We have books. We have articles. Do you laugh at the thought of us sharing the gospel throughout the world? <laughs> no, just that you... God can use us. You, I thought you were going to say something else and then you stopped and so... No, I think... I, I, you never know. Yeah. You never know. I think if people are listening to us in Africa, that's across the world. Oh, or we have people. Knows. Kate is proof enough it's across the world. Right. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I She's mean, in you, Australia. Why, are you, why are you questioning <laughs> the, the 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 reach? Yes. Oh, look at that. Um Kismet. Seb Gorka said that um we have dyslexia. Doctor. Dr. Gorka says we have dyslexia. I've never referred to him as Dr. Gorka. But anyway, <laughs> um, because our Twitter doesn't have any vowels. I didn't even think of it that way, but I had to shorten it. Anyways, anywho. I was wondering what he was talking about. Yes. The Twitter is RSR because it was a limited number of characters. Oh, I've never even noticed that. Yeah. So I had to sh shorten it and I did the whatever I thought was logical. Oh. Guess I should have just done Resurrect M. Anyhow, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. You have a you know funny comment you want to tell us? Drop us a line. We love to hear from you. And if the ministry blesses you in any way, you can click the donate now button. Yes, and make sure and comment and uh, let us know what you think about the devotional or about our comments or about what we're talking about. Join in the conversation. Ask us a completely separate question. Uh, or uh, simply let us know what you need prayer for, because at the end of every episode, um, we um, pray for anybody who needs prayer. Yes, please do. So make sure and comment and do that. Um, another great thing about you commenting and sharing is that it pushes it out so that other people can see it. And as Hedy and I discovered tonight, although we've known this has been happening for quite some time, is that the uh, the tyrants in the social media completely the social, the social media is completely block our show it doesn't even show up on our end on our on our facebook pages on our own page i know it's so crazy the other crazy thing is when i have a picture with you or we're doing something together and i want to tag you your name doesn't even come up on my list of friends funny. and i have to do a search for it so anyway it, it really does help if you comment if you're watching on uh, whatever platform you're watching on that would be great. Next thing I want you to do is go down the description and check out LifeWise. LifeWise is a great Christian company um, that uh, has supplements that will help you sleep, will reduce your inflammation. We have a new product coming out that will, uh, it'll turn back the hands of time Ooh. on your skin. I don't know that much about it, uh, about it yet. It comes out in, uh, I think, the end of December or the beginning of January. So cool. you're going to want to join that. Go to livelifewise.tv to check it out. And then StreamYard is the program where we are using to uh, broadcast out to you live. So if you have a church or a ministry or a devotional or a hobby that you want to share really with others, cool. use StreamYard and you could use it for free. Until Super you get used easy. To it. Uh, I still got to get together with Cindy mm. to help her out now that I'm finished one of my reports. And today's scripture that we're going to be uh, visiting is Philippians 1, 27 through 30. Philippians 1, 27 through 30. So make sure and prepare your Bible for that section once we get to it. We're reading from A.W. Tozier for the Christian Leader. It's December 11th, and the title is Easter Without Good Friday. His reference is Philippians 1, 29. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake 
God will crucify without pity those whom he desires to raise without measure. God wants to crucify us from head to foot, making our own powers ridiculous and useless in the desire to raise us without measure for his glory and for our eternal good. Willingness to suffer for Jesus' sake. This is what we have lost from the Christian church. We want our Easter to come without the necessity of a good Friday. We forget that before the Redeemer could rise and sing among his brethren, he must first bow his head and suffer among his brethren. We forget to easily, we forget so easily that in the spiritual life there must be the darkness of the night before there can be the radiance of the dawn. Before the life of resurrection can be known, there must be the death that ends the dominion of self. It is a serious but a blessed decision, this willingness to say, I will follow him no matter what the cost. I will take the cross no matter how it comes. Oh, Lord, I come before you on my knees to say, I will follow you no matter what the cost. I will take the cross no matter how it comes. Amen. Amen. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is something that I talk about fairly often, especially when I'm speaking of men and their hesitation to to be born again, is that their big sacrifice, their their big painful sacrifice is to not have fun, according to them. Right, depending (laughs) on how you define it. Debauchery. Yeah. yeah, to them. It's it's fun in their minds right now, but it is debauchery of whatever it is, gambling. Um, I was going to say whoring around, but that's not a good thing to say on a Christian podcast, is it? But that's fornication. essentially. <laughs> you need to fornicate. <laughs> fornication to just, you know, every other word being a cuss word. I mean, just the whole, the whole thing. Like, no, I just want to be free. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy life. I don't want to be bored again. But then, like me, somebody who finally gives it all up after almost 50 years, maybe 50 years, (laughs) whatever it was, that you realize, oh, my gosh, life is so much more fun now. Just would have realized it earlier. I know. I know. I try to tell guys. I say, listen, you think this you think this one way. I'm telling you the freedom of being a slave to Jesus is amazing. You're just amazingly lucky because your wife's so amazing. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny? (laughs) Easy for you to say, buddy. Uh, Just kidding. (laughs) I'm just talking about the stuff that it does not even include you. Right. That it's just so much better, especially when you're a father and a husband. Yes. Because there's so much stress that goes along with all that debauchery. You have to be clear headed. So true. But isn't that crazy? That I mean, it really, it's talking about, you know, the devotional that there's pain and suffering. And and, I um, think to be fair, yes, go ahead. We have to give credit where credit is due Mm -hmm. and realize that the rebirth brings a new creation and a new spirit. So, um, you're basically saying you're it's the Holy spirit in you. That's pushing all of those new desires and encouraging them and growing them. So it's, I actually told this to my daughter. I said, um, 
she we are talking about like how she is to maintain a healthier lifestyle. Um, and I told her, I said, and she's like, and I said, well, how many times a week are you going to go to church? And she says, oh, that's always what you're pushing. And I said, let me just explain to you. Um, uh, let me explain to you in layman's terms why. And I said, it's not just me. Anybody who has surrendered their life to God will tell you, you do it because then God takes over. You really, you get to the point where you are at the end of yourself and you've handed yourself over to God. So it's not like high life in my own power gets easier. He takes over. That's why it gets easier. Mm -hmm. That's the only way it gets easier. Otherwise, we'd still be struggling in the same sins. Right. So it's basically, it's, it's telling, it's telling friends, family, whoever that I want, I I'm hoping you have that relationship and that rebirth so that you can hand over control. Mm. Does that make sense? Yep. As opposed to trying to um, convince them that the lifestyle is better. Cause mm. it's so hard, especially our kids uh, like don't drink. Don't go to parties. They'll be mm. like, oh, my God, you guys did that for like 50 years. And now you're like, don't do it. It's bad. It's well, hard. The, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard. It's hard to explain it as opposed to. Yes, of course. See, um, Zara's calling. If she's going to say that she can't find an Uber. Oh, can I leave this to you to answer? Yes. Okay. I was gonna say, what I was going to say is, is that. Um the there's it's it's twofold you have the 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 difficulty of waking up every morning deciding what part of the debauchery life you're going to participate in and you know it's it's painful in so many ways to do that uh, whether you're getting drunk and have a hangover or you know, you make bad decisions and have to deal with those decisions. So there, there's all of that side of the thing. That's the one side of the, of the fold. The other side of the fold is that um, the long-term effects of those short-term decisions or those second the decisions. Cumulative long-term effects. Of yes. Bad short-term I mean, it decisions. could be pregnancy or it could be. Um, broken you know, relationship. Broken relationship. It could be, you know, um, bankruptcy. Uh, and and the loss of the house and the loss, yes, and divorce, mm -hmm. right? So you got the, the chaos that happens immediately right. and the pain and suffering that goes along with that. And then you got the, the longer term, term stuff. And so it, you, you just sometimes wonder, like, you, you know, when you're talking to maybe somebody that has participated in that, why don't, why don't you want to rid your life of all that? I mean, just, I mean, what would it hurt for 90 days to give your life over to Jesus Christ? Yes. And then, and then perhaps. And then perhaps take it back. You'll, you'll feel, even no, but you're hoping that they'll feel the smoothness of life. Yeah. Even when something bad happens. Yes. Even when you get diagnosed with something that's going to be harmful or whatever. It, it, it's, it's like we were talking about with uh, Stan the other day. He was saying to his, he was explaining, he, he thought I misunderstood him that um you know once you become born again that nothing bad happens and that's not what i was saying uh and he goes oh, okay i just want to make sure I go, I go no it's just that when bad things happen you you deal with them with god yeah instead of dealing with with, with you which is not good um what we're hoping that the kids are going to see is especially um like both of us both our kids see how we were before and see how we are now
And we're hoping that that will be enough. That seeing, you know, the goodness of our life in spite of the, the, the occasional hiccup. Well, I got it. And I got to tell you, she said, um, um, my daughter, Zara, our, now our daughter, but I'm pointing out the difference between the, the two uh, children sets. Um, because she says to me, uh, we're talking about one of her friends and having a lot of alcohol in the house. And one of her friends was complaining to her that my mom's a drunk. Like it's not even um, social anymore and it's really upsetting and uncomfortable. And, um, and so when I asked Sarah about that, she's like, you know, I got to say alcohol really doesn't appeal to me. She's like, I have no context for it. And she's like, and that kind of behavior, I have no context for because I didn't grow up with it. Mm. Um, And I was like, Oh, thank the Lord. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like she, so not good or bad. So it's not like even having, parents that were drinking and having a good time all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just like, I just have no frame of reference for it. Um, right. So they pick up a lot more than we think. So I hope my comments didn't derail something you had to say about the devotional. Was there something separate that you thought of when it, it talks about this No idea that we don't want to go through Good Friday in order to have Easter? No. No. What about if we read the scripture? Okay, but can I comment on the devotional? Oh, yeah. Because you asked me a question if it derailed me, and it didn't, but I still would like to make a point. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) That's actually what I meant. Oh, okay. (laughs) What is your point? Uh, Separate from my point. Yes. God (laughs) will crucify without pity those who he desires to raise without measure. And anyone who's been a Christian more than six months knows the truth of this expression. And it made me giggle because I thought to myself, nobody ever tells a new Christian, oh, my God, you know what? Enjoy the honeymoon phase because in a couple of months, you're going to get hit by a two by four and you're not going <laughs> to understand where it came from. And you will actually be shell shocked because you would think to yourself, wait a minute, I'm a Christian. Everything's supposed to be amazing. And you realize actually not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. It's it's funny it, because I don't know where we get the idea that it's supposed to be great um, because that's not the way the Bible describes it. But I guess it is the prosperity preachers. It's the pastors that describe it that way, which led me to the next thought, which is Benny Hinn, this very famous. Wow, that's going back. Well, no, I'll tell you why. Oh. So Benny Hinn, the prosperity preacher, gospel guy with all the jets mm-hmm. um, that everybody <laughs> constantly talks about like he's the example of everything that's wrong in the church his son custy him is this hardcore baptist preacher what's his name custy custy yeah interesting name right yeah um and so i was listening to him tell his biography like how he got there and he was doing it on remnant radio you know those guys i love those guys Mm -hmm. and it was fascinating because so he lived in this family that was abundance of provision and wealth and not just that but that he says that he actually believed they can heal people and fix people and change their lives like he saw miraculous things happen all the time but he said what actually turned him away which finally turned him away was the way they described jesus Mm. In the sense that he said, like, that 
there was no pain. He says, how can you describe this walk with Christ without pain and without suffering? Oh, you know, I never watched them long enough. That's one of the things that they told their audience was that once you follow Jesus, you will have no pain. Well, he, the, it's the prosperity gospel. Mm. Like basically that your life is miraculously different. Give mm. to us and you'll never see illness again. And if you get ill, we're going to cure you. Jesus is going to cure you. Like you have nothing that can go wrong that Jesus won't cure. Yes, there's nothing that Jesus can't fix, but you just don't know when he's going to fix it. If it's even going to be in this lifetime. Yeah. Some the of, way sometimes it could be it. through death. Right. <laughs> but that's not the way they describe it in his, right. in his denomination so he's become this hardcore baptist preacher so i was mm. listening to a sermon because i occasionally listen to the hardcore baptist i'm sorry how old is he now um it's in mid 40s oh yeah all right but it's just a fascinating life story and so it's fascinating and it's fascinating to hear him describe i had everything I grew up in the church. I had strong faith and that still the Lord had him pivot. Wow. You know, like it was, it was, um, it's just really cool to listen to that. He, he wanted, um, all of Christ. He wanted, um, the full counsel of God and changed his life. Wow. Yeah. Benny Hinn. Gosh. Used to come across that every so often. And like just land on it for a couple minutes and then go. Well, on the TV? On the TV, right? I think it was yeah. like Channel 5, if I'm not mistaken, here in LA. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a couple of them. There was the the, the other guy. Jimmy the Swagger. Uh, Jimmy Swagger, the black guy, Prince. No. Freddie Prince, the Asian no. dude guy? No, no, no. I forget there was a black guy that was on all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah a little oh, bit of a high pitch. Jakes? Could be. He had a little bit of a high pitch voice kind of like He's thing. He's the wealthiest pastor in America. Oh, Jakes. really? Up there with Joyce Myers and Benny Hinn. Oh, wow. And yeah, the other guy, the older guy that has like a lot of plastic surgery. It's like pulled face. Yeah. That guy. That guy. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Whose dad was a preacher. And... Carrie will know his name. Yeah. Uh, oh, a... not not the Grams. No, 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 no. no. They got a smile like this all the time. Freddie Price. <laughs> Freddie, <laughs> Freddie Price. Right yes, that's it. Freddie Price. Uh, Freddie Prince was a comedian. Uh, I think a Hispanic. But community. there is a, a prince. Uh, with yes, a, that's the Asian guy. That's the Asian guy. Yeah, but Freddie Prince is. And a, they also, he's a prosperity preacher. Yeah. Too, a little bit. Well, so many of them. But um, that is the, uh, their, their, not their hitch. What is it? The, it's their hook. Yeah. Is it, is the prosperity part of it. Well, and then I, but, but then I think about this, this devotional, I think about, I'm like, so if you want to really be honest to people, how would you preach the gospel to them? I think the way that we do, we, I mean, in our home church, we mention that all the time. Say, so it's, you know, this believers. is, well, that's true. Yeah. I'm uh, saying to non-believers, what would you say in terms of, um, do you leave that part out and bring it in later? I'm saying. I mean, you know, we won't go to the beach right now with like a, a bullhorn and say, you come to Jesus. It's going to be very painful. Very difficult. <laughs> It's gonna be very difficult, but it's gonna be a get your get your fire return suit am, on. Amazingly difficult. No, it's gonna be <laughs> like how do you deal with it? I don't know. For Muslims, what always comes to mind, which yeah. I um occasionally have the guts to say, is that um he died to set you free. Yeah. So why do you want to live in bondage? Mm. Wow. Which doesn't say whether it's gonna be roses or not. 
No. Let me think of what, you know, I, man, I you just. You think of that while I read the scripture? No, I just, wait one second, because okay. it's going to throw me off. Just, but I'm trying to. <laughs> um, I knew at the time that I had tried everything to stop the madness. And, and, and I finally realized, I go, I tried everything. I mean, there were even like five years I went without drinking before, and that didn't change anything. I, um, you know, spent a lot of time at church and again, as a Christian in name only, um, and that didn't seem to change any of the nonsense, right? Because I kept going back to myself. I kept, I kept yeah. relying on myself. So that's the point I was trying to make earlier. So I'm trying to figure out why that I think I didn't think that just things would get better necessarily, but I'm wondering what my thought process was. Did I, did I think that maybe all the bad things would stop happening? I'm trying to remember why I, I just knew that I needed a better leader than who I was going to. That's what I'm saying. I think you come to you at the end of yourself. Mm. So for me, coming to Christ was two things. And I think that's why it's so much easier for Muslims to come. I'm not worried of suffering. I suffered my whole life. Like Muslims are no strangers to suffering. So if somebody were to tell you, you need to follow Jesus, he promises you salvation, but you're going to suffer. You'd be like, okay, yeah, whatever. But do, will I have paradise? You know what I mean? <laughs> so In to the me, end. that's the, that, that was the selling point. I just wanted paradise. Um, but I think the second element of it was I had, I was, I knew I had reached the end of myself. Mm. So I wanted um, God's control. I think that's the most important factor for most adults, especially Americans. It's kind of like, you have to reach the end of yourself. And that's what happened with you. Yeah. You, you know, you repented because you loved God and you're like, I'm just, I'm at the end. I'm at the end of me. Right. Carrie says, Jesus said, sell all you have and follow me and you will have tribulations. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and? I forgot to give it to God and let go. Mm. Yeah, yes. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. All right. Philippians 1, 27 through 30. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So whether I come and see you or I am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in the spirit with one mind striving together in the faith of the gospel and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which to them is proof of perdition, but to you of salvation. And that is from God. For to you, it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict, which you saw in me and now here is in me. And that's from Paul basically saying, listen, um, first of all, behave like you should. That's worthy of the gospel of Christ and know that I'm suffering and your inheritance is the faith in Christ, but is also suffering. So realize you're going to have both. So is there a requirement? Is there, I'm sorry, is there a requirement or a, a, 
a, a standard of suffering that we have to go through. So I'm just saying, so now that we're born again and something bad happens and it's either painful, you know, financially, physically, mentally, do we do it joyfully? Yeah, are we still suffering? Joy, yeah, are we still suffering? Of course, to the end. All right. Like we don't have to have some type of suffering that we can't have joy in order to no, you have do joy, this. Count it all joy in the suffering. All right. Because what I was thinking, I said, I, I really feel strongly that that you know between the cancer and the the COVID in the hospital, they were all very painful. Right. <laughs> and I had to you know you know have a catheter and. You know, I had the, you know, pull around an oxygen tank right. and all that kind of stuff. But I don't remember being sad or, right. or upset about it. So I was, I'm hoping that I don't have to, hopefully he's just, okay, you didn't, I didn't oh, see okay, the okay. suffering. I get, what you, I get what you mean. Okay. So this is, this is uh, a good way I can explain this to you. That wasn't your suffering. Oh. So, you know how you get in fights occasionally with your ex-wife? I think I remember. Yes. That, yeah. That's your version of suffering. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody has a different one. Some people handle illness with, uh, with a tremendous amount of grace, <laughs> which is you. You're like, yeah, whatever, you know? Um, but some things are really the thorn in the flesh. Wow. For everybody, it's different. You know what I mean? That is so smart. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why for me, God did it through my daughter. Because he knew wow. that that was the most painful one he could give me. You know, that I, I wasn't going to unravel entirely, but that it would test you. It would test my character. Uh, that's it, my uh, eventual point. Was that really a test if I had, if I was so joyful about it? Which, which, I don't think so. But you are right. I do get challenged. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can, the only time I can find myself texting effectively with my thumbs is when I'm texting yes. back that person. Right. Uh, other than that, I hate texting. Um, wow. Yeah, that does challenge me. Yeah. Mm. We all have unique challenges that, that remind us that we're suffering for Christ's sake and that we are to have character worthy of the gospel of christ wow yeah it's not so easy yeah, i remember going through some of the nonsense in the courtrooms that like for instance one time i was in um uh in Do dominican republic oh. i was training some dogs for a famous baseball player out there and uh, flew all the way out there and i got a message while i was there i was there for two weeks uh i was about a, a week in and I got a message that says you need to come. You, you have court in Superior Court. You need, oh, you, need I remember to, that. you need to be there. I go. I'm in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> I go, and this is like the fifth or sixth court, you know, date that they had given me. I said they continued the four leading up to this one, and this one I have to be. I go. Why can't we just continue it? Like they continued it on me. Yeah. I go. No, no, no. We don't want to do that. You need to be here. This one's going to go. I go. But why? You you tell me right, I have to fly right. back. So I fly back. I leave my two guys that I was there uh, in Dominican. I said I'll be right back, and I fly back. I get all the way back to the court, get there on time, and 
It's continued. They continued it. <laughs> and I remember just being, I go, oh my gosh, I understand why people come into courtrooms and, and, and lose their mind. Like, right. Yeah. Strangle the attorneys, <laughs> Right. go after the judge. I mean, I was so livid. It, it cost me hundreds of dollars and then had to fly, drive right back to the LAX and go back on the airport and go right back to the Dominican Republic. But I just, that's, that's. <laughs> They're all different, you know? Oh, I can feel the rage that I had. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some people who get sicknesses and totally unravel. You oh. Know? It all depends on what <sighs> it is that, uh, what it is that sets it off for us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a challenge. That's you're right. Oh my gosh, you are so right. That that wouldn't be. I wonder why. Because there's so much emotion tied to it. There's it's whatever is our history, mm. you know. Yeah, why not? You're gonna have to give me a massage after the show, <laughs> Schnooks. You just caused my shoulders and my <laughs> neck to to. Oh. Oh. I was getting like that on the drive here. I, I had to drive out to the. To cheerleading. I'm gonna have aneurysm. Yeah. Whew. That was a good one. Prayer request for Carrie. Oh, let's hear it. She's losing vision in one eye oh. and a cataract in the other. I'm so sorry to hear that, Carrie. And then Eddie's still yes, in pain. Yes, and Freddie. Her husband. Wow. We're so sorry to hear that, Carrie. Is there. Are you gonna do surgery? Yeah. My mom comes... did the cataract surgery. It was a, it was a miracle cure. Really? She was so much better after, yeah. And she doesn't take surgeries well. But mm. She had a great doctor. and uh, Is it your, the doctor friend that we went to? Yes. The same the guy? The wacky one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he never stops talking. No. Nope. While he's working on your eyeball. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, you're working on her eye. And yeah, you're, can you just. You're chatting it up. Right? Can you just zip it or do something? Concentrate. Concentrate. Because <laughs> you got a needle pointed at her eyeball. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's him. Well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Carrie has a good doctor and everything, but um, yes, uh, would that be one if she didn't that you would recommend that? Or Fred? Fred's a genius. Is he? Everybody knows that. Yeah. Hmm. But we'll be going to be praying. We're yeah. going to be praying. Anybody else have any prayer requests? Sorry, he just kind of like he he's stuck in my head. <laughs> he's but, memorable. Yeah, he's very memorable, and that you're telling me that he. Helped your mom with her cataracts. It's yeah. amazing. Considering your mom doesn't like, oh, she doesn't like you, anybody. You don't think anything could help. <laughs> oh, it was caused by her cataract surgery. Oh, I'm no. afraid to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I, I've heard those kind of horror stories. Oh, yeah, so. Dang it. So I put that up so everybody can see it. And Carrie uh, says, We live in a fallen world, Andy. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yep. Earlier comment. Yeah, we do. And Kelly yeah, is praying for, sure. for Carrie. You take over, Snooks. You're jumping around like a like a <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> like a like a Mexican jumping bean. Uh, uh, <laughs> Zara's home. Is she home? Okay, because yeah. I was worried. My daughter took an Uber home. It's really interesting because you you know from Ke from Kelly, when you enter a completely different phase with your child once they start driving, I literally have one month left possibly, mm. and then you no longer have those car rides. Yeah, 
Yeah, you're gonna miss it because you know, i'm telling you i know yeah it's a very different it's a completely different phase what what is interesting though is that we make better use of our chiroids than now that we've missed them oh nice that's that's good to know too and we've had some pretty good discussions and like i told you we listened to a couple a sermon and listened to that other discussion um but yeah you'll i think that will happen yeah that's that, nice. that there's more time quality time uh you know actually having a conversation yeah and in uh, not disciplining or not right you know, get in they, the car and the screaming no, like, and the whining and the <laughs> nagging and <gasps> you forgot your shoes again uh, <laughs> so over that stuff really yes i don't even know what it's like to be a hands-off parent <laughs> i think i'm gonna try to learn better late than never oh uh, well you just stick with it and you you can see the results at some point i mean you gave me a result today that i did not even expect with uh, our other daughter ray yeah um you said that she's been very um kind yes which for ray is it's very. a step in the right direction <laughs> yeah no and i mean like it's clear it, it, what i love about it which is the same thing I've been teaching Zara my whole life. Something my parents drilled in me. I don't, I don't, I don't, it, this is not about liking me. It's not about wanting to do it. I just want the respect of it. Mm. I just want the respect of hello, good morning, goodbye. You know what I mean? And yeah. kids don't get that. You know what I mean? And so it's like, sh that has literally clicked in her brain. Mm. Like, cause I can tell she walks in a little bit mopey. <laughs> does this very nice hello to me and walks out mopey. So I'm like, that's amazing. I love that. She's just like, I'm going to suck it up for the next 30 seconds and say hi to this woman in the kitchen. And then I'm going to go right back to who I am. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want because that's what you have to do in life. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite things is watching women do this to each other. They go, uh, the, you know, this is such and such. Oh, hi. Nice to see you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And they turn, and they, I, you, those of you listening, Captain, see, they have this big smile on their face, and then they turn their head, and it goes to like, like just like, sourpuss. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. And the same thing with giving <laughs> presents. You say, I just want to hear, oh my God, I love it. I don't care if you're lying. Just absolutely lie to me. I don't care if you absolutely hate it. I cook something, say it's delicious, even if it's disgusting. Just. <laughs> Common courtesies as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so well, yeah. that's good. That was a very positive thing. I it was not even I wasn't even expecting that. Yes. It was awesome. Um, so yeah. Carrie says, once I started driving, I realized what a bad driver my mom was. <laughs> not my experience. My daughter is going to miss the Mario Andretti that is her mother. <laughs> for sure. Does Zara do to you what my kids, you know, the kids do? Even Zara, I think, has done it. Because we'll be going no, somewhere. You're not stopping. Or... No, no, no. That we're going to be going somewhere, and it looks like we're going to be about five minutes late. And they go, "You can make that up." <laughs> like they, they know. They go, "Dad, you can make that up." Right? <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. And then, sure enough, we get there five minutes ahead of time. Yeah, as they're to very five impressed by our race driver, our race driver <laughs> skills. Both of us. Yeah. That's one thing me and Andy have in common. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. I, I, okay. Are you gonna drive gonna or am I driving? Scroll up. Am I gonna drive <laughs> or are you driving? I was just talking to a mother this afternoon whose son was friends with my son who has children, and we were comparing notes on the many interesting firsts with adult children. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. Yep. Hi, Lisa. 
Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, as they're getting older, you know, we're just going through these new these new phases are really interesting. Yes. So so we still don't have a tree. We have all these kids and we don't have a tree. We always do this. Do you know literally, folks? We bought we got our tree like two days before Christmas last time. And I'm like, why do we go through all the trouble? We gotta get all the charm things down oh, from the yeah. From the rafters and then we got to get the tree we got to set it up can't we just put presents on the floor it's jesus has nothing to do with the tree we yeah we could just get a a manger just get a, a cradle <laughs> we, oh like a nativity scene yeah like, yeah a nativity yeah, thing. oh my god with the kids like riot yeah no yeah that would be difficult. even if the presents are underneath it they, they'd get upset <sighs> I, I don't know do all of you do trees I think we've lost because we've become so um, dedicated to Jesus, and we, we the, the Christmas has actually lost its influence. Yes, right? Because you're just kind of like, oh, it's this lost is so ridiculous. Glitz. It's got just pre it's just like tension. Yeah, and the presents <laughs> and of uh, the two houses, right? And the timing. Yes. Uh, what you're gonna eat? And the you know, needles from the stupid Christmas tree. <laughs> I really don't like the needles in the Christmas tree. And then last night, I right. Andy wasn't home, so me and Zara went and got um, what Hedia and Zara would like in a Christmas tree. So it was fuzzy white stuff, and it got everything. Fuzzy white stuff. Everywhere. See, fake tree. No, everybody tells me Andy refuses. It's yeah. just like the barbecue. If we're gonna do a tree, it's got to be real. Him and the barbecue. <laughs> It happens when you marry a you gotta put it up, Snooks. You're in charge. Fake tree for tree. <laughs> I actually want to leave it down here just to annoy you. <laughs> Kelly still does a tree. Kate says Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, we don't mind saying Merry Christmas because that's oh, we Jack's thing. We love Merry Christmas. <laughs> we love everything to do about Christmas and Jesus. We just don't oh. like all the pomp and circumstance of the commercialness of it. And then you add your birthday the whole thing excuse me <laughs> birthday tomorrow's your birthday how old are you tomorrow schnugs 48 forever <laughs> every time my daughter asked me i'm 48 she's like mom you're so dumb i can count i was like okay let's see you count I'm not very good at it <laughs> oh my goodness 48 man uh-huh I uh, I robbed the cradle. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, you, many times <laughs> you are officially a cradle robber. Come on, Snugs. Cindy uh, uh, oh. says I decorate a little. What? A little. The pastor decorates a little. I would think you had the biggest of the trees, Cindy. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Happy birthday, Andy. A lady never tells her age. <laughs> I even get yelled at for telling my age around my mom. Because she says that I don't want anyone figuring out how old I am by how old you are. <laughs> My mom's such a hoot. Mm. All right. Time to pray. Could, I think we could pray and land this plane. All right. Oh, we're going to pray for Pastor Jack, too. He's got laryngitis again. I think they work him too hard. Oh, you were telling me you were telling me about all the, the broadcasting he does all day yeah. long. So he's I, just. They're really running him ragged. They talked him out. He's got to put his foot down. Right. I told you. I think you guys probably, if you if you're watching his uh, messages from a couple Sunday or message from a couple Sundays ago, um, he talked about that he just 
he doesn't he just doesn't want to talk anymore he doesn't he he, he doesn't want to do anything anymore <laughs> and that's when i i uh, then our thing was coming up oh, and I, no. I was thinking oh no he doesn't want to do our show <laughs> oh no and he just wanted to tell the entire congregation yikes yeah i can imagine it's just kind of uh what does that say? Spring chicken, happy Z birthday for Tomas. <laughs> what does that mean, Kate? I think her thumbs are tired. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Lisa. Maybe that's an happy Australian birthday. thing. Maybe it is. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll add him to our prayer list. All right. Um, Snooks. Dear Lord, creator of the universe, heaven and earth. Uh, we're so uh, we're so grateful to be in a relationship with you, to, with the with the God who speaks, with the God that's relational, who um, ministers to our souls and transforms us into new, a new creation. We we have the opportunity to be born again. That all of our sins, our old life, is dead, and we have um, the opportunity to be um, new people, to have new relationships, to start over. <laughs> such a blessing. Um, may each and every one of us uh, take advantage of that, Lord, to take advantage of the fact that we have this opportunity to have, to be a new beginning and to wake up every day um, repenting of the past, repenting of the sins we committed just yesterday, um, and promising to be better today and to draw closer to you, Lord. Um, we ask for healing for all of our um, friends and family and people on this devotional, Lord. We especially ask for Carrie and her eyesight, uh, that you restore her vision and that you bring comfort to our eyes and that you continue to heal Eddie and give him restoration in his entire body, Lord, uh, that you uh, continue to draw our children, those who do not yet know you and those that are far from you, Lord, uh, draw them closer to you. And also to bless our nation, to uh, bring us to repentance, Lord, so that you will heal our land. We are um, nervous and excited for what this year may bring, Lord. And um, we're just looking forward to all that you will do in and through us and on the earth, Lord. Um, and we ask for you to continue to bless Israel and the people there and uh, to bring them to saving faith in Christ. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask all things. Amen. Amen. Oh, happy birthday for tomorrow. Ah. Oh, I forgot to pray for Pastor Jack. Oh, Lord, oh. sorry. <laughs> and dear Lord, please bless Pastor Jack Hibbs. Uh, he's tired. He's working so hard, Lord. Um, restore his voice, bring healing, and um, give him an opportunity to rest in this holiday season, Lord, to spend time with his family and his loved ones and his precious grandchildren and children, Lord, and um, continue to bless his marriage with Lisa and bring uh, love and peace in their home. Um, it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask all things. Amen. Okay. Thank you, have, you, folks. You have to end the show because you, nope. took, you took control. No, I'm giving it back. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you, guys. God bless. We appreciate you. Oh, was, what, where'd it go? It's there, all the way up there. There it is. <laughs> yes, Father. Yep. Bring our children close to you. Children close to you. And happy birthday, Hedia. Happy birthday. Tomorrow. Are we going to be going? Are we going to do a birthday? Uh... Happy birthday to me. <laughs> After we eat my cake. Yeah. All right, my friends. We love you. Sorry. Bye. God bless. Take care. And good. <laughs>